Jack and Can. Ah, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Jacked and Canned, coming at you from different various areas of Connecticut. Joined as always by John Tasman. John, how we doing tonight? Doing good, man. We just recorded up our sports roundtable, so I know we kind of teased this for anybody that's tuning into this episode, and if you checked out the other one first. We just came off of having an absolute blast with Zach and Hector from Breaking on the Tape. It was so much and fun. And of course, their significant others. Shout out to them as well. So it was an awesome time. We got to tailgate. They put on an amazing party, Colbs. I still feel bad. I mean, Colbs brought some burgers, dogs. We had the buns. We had it all right. <laughs> but they put on such a spread. They were so, I don't know, they're excellent hosts. I can't we, say anything. We didn't end up than- using any of our stuff. It's all sitting in my freezer behind me. <laughs> yes. So huge thank you to those guys. Like It was absolute amazing time. The game was awesome, too. It was fun. Um, there was a lot of scoring, so that's a cool thing to see, right? And then uh, they did have a field goal uh, kind of at uh, where you could practice kicking a field goal well, at John, yeah, Stadium. Part, part of what we're going to do here, I actually think we should spend pretty much the entirety of the first half of our show today just breaking down how that day went for us as a whole. I say we Absolutely. take it chronologically. I say we try not to get it out of place here. And I, I think the so starting cool. point is when we woke up, how we started the day, all that fun stuff. Dude, I totally agree with you. But then can I throw something random in for the second half of the show? Yeah, absolutely. Dude, I know that you're caught up with Chucky season one. I'm caught up with Chucky season one. Can we please talk about it? And spoiler, ladies and gentlemen, you know that we talked about Chucky. If you don't care, then listen. If you do care, then check out the second half of the show a little bit later. Go watch it. But season one just ended. My mind is blown. I have to know what your thoughts are. We have yet to even talk about it. I know. It's it's funny the way that me and John do things. When we actually have something that we want to talk about with each other, we just hold on to it till we're going to be doing the show. That way we can have an interesting conversation for the fans rather than me and John just doing what every other friend in any venture of life does and talk about it as soon as it comes to their mind. So, John, yeah. I wanted to talk about starting at the beginning of our day on Sunday. So John and I got up. We actually ended up sleeping in till like, I, I want to say 630 is when we got up. Yeah. So, so let me rewind. Bad. Yeah. Let me rewind, actually. So the night of Colts had to work, right? And we knew that we had a bunch of fun activities leading up to it. So that's always hard to kind of get mentally prepared to go to work, number one. So Colts went to work. He had a closing shift. I went to work, and then I had a DJ gig at night. DJ gig got out later. Get back over at the house later. Colbs, I was having a hard time staying awake, my friend, on the couch. I noticed we you watching. came over here and you just immediately curled up in a ball and we're trying to go to bed. I'm like, all right, cool. John will be ready. Dude, I was I was tired, man. You, you, and that couch is so damn comfortable. What the freaking hell, man? I could fall asleep on the couch so easily. But there was some a different weird show. I don't know what the show's called. I was just sitting there. I'm like, okay. I'm like... So does this typically happen in this oh, show? Oh, community. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't know how to take it. I was like, yeah, does this happen, Colts Michelle? Does that happen? You're like, no, this is uh, one of the weirder episodes. And we try another episode, and that one was weird, too. So I'm like, oh, okay, I don't really know what's going on. But um, I'm telling you, not every episode's like that, John. It's not. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's awesome. So anybody that loves that show community, shout out to you too. Uh, let us know your thoughts on it if you like it. JackThinkCan.gmail.com. Dude, me and Michelle love that show. We we end up watching it usually, I'd say probably five nights out of the week. At some point, we watch a little bit of that show. Hell yeah, man. So we did that. We crashed, I don't know, Culp's a little bit after midnight. We woke up early, but rested early, which was a good thing. <laughs> Speak so, for yourself. I went to bed at 2. Oh, I went to bed at like 12.30. So I was a little bit better. Um, but yeah, we ended up getting up, man. It was fun time. Start cruising down to the stadium. Go pick Got up my uh, McDonald's Tony. breakfast. It was so yes. needed. <laughs> yes, McDonald's breakfast. Shout out to them. There was a Dunkin' right nearby too. Got the coffee. We hit the roll. We went down to New Haven, picked up Tony, grabbed him, and we cruised down to uh, MetLife. Now getting down there. Oh my God, there are some diehard fans. The vans. Oh my God, yes. I'm setups. Gang Green like, really. They they show up. They they are not there to mess around, man. Those guys are all. They're they're just as nuts as they appear on TV. Yeah, that like, dude, it was. Here's the thing: there was green everywhere because the Eagles were playing and the Jets were playing. So it was hard for me to tell the difference at first. And there I am rocking my Tebow in the city shirt. Colbs, <laughs> you weren't rocking any Jets attire. No, no, I had uh, I had the one green shirt that I own. That that is what I wore to do my best in support, but it's more like a like an army green, so it really doesn't match either team that well. So I was like, ah, eh, well, whatever. And then uh, Tony was wearing the Waterboy jersey, which was a huge hit. Yeah, huge hit. Who knew? Everybody really wanted to see the Bobby Boucher jersey. Yeah, dude, I haven't. I don't think I've ever seen that movie in full, so I think I need to kind of change it up and make sure that I go watch Waterboy. That's on my Colbs. Can we watch that together? I don't think yeah. I've seen the whole thing in full. Yeah, I've I've watched so, it several times. I'm down to watch it. All right, dude. So that's on our list that we got to do. Um, but anyways, we get down there. We're tailgating. We're having a blast. Cold best traffic, some- by the way, ever. I just have to make that point. I have never had a trip that you go over that bridge and not get oh. really stuck somewhere. Oh my god, I know. I know that was gold. We got in there. No problems. That that was just no. perfect. We couldn't ask for anything better. And it gave us plenty of time to tailgate with the boys from breaking down the tape. Yeah, we were able to hang out still for a couple of hours. We got there, what, 10, 15, 10, 30. Uh, so we had a couple hours of tailgating, went into the stadium, dude. It, it was getting a little cold. It wasn't too bad, though. We got we we, we got lucky with the weather, I would say. Yeah, it, ain't I, like a it day definitely like could have been worse. It definitely could have been worse. But considering that we were at the very top of the stadium where we could top like we could touch the wall that's at the, yes. the top back part of the stadium. And, yep. you know, for me, like I, I would, couldn't bring myself to look over the edge of that thing. I, I, I would not have been able to handle that. But from the vantage point that we had, I was just looking down to the field. So I'm like, okay, this is good. I can do this. Dude, it was freaking awesome. Um, they had, uh, <laughs> they had, uh, oh my God. They had so many Eagles fans in this section. Oh <laughs> yeah. <near us. laughs> so every, t- oh my God, dude, wait. First of all, I don't even know what the Eagles chant was. I get it. The one that they spelt out. I'm saying they had a different one. Like E A G or something. I don't know what they did, but they had like a whole saying. I'm like, what kind of sports team has a whole saying? Like they weren't done. They were like getting everybody hyped up and everybody was repeating it. I'm like, what is that? 
Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> those guys are nut jobs, man, because the, <laughs> doing that to Jets fans when you're beating them down, that's just oh. risky. <laughs> that's just asking for a bad time. Just the Eagles have so many different kinds of chants where the Jets only had one. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Well, I mean, when you have when you have your chant, like when you have the one thing, you don't need to get a second chant, John. I know that the Eagles fans had several different things that they were spewing out there. But, I mean, the Jets have probably the most classic chant in anywhere in the NFL because it, when you think of NFL team chants, you might know your own teams, but the only team that everybody knows their chant is the Jets fans, and it's because they're loud, obnoxious Jets fans, which is fine. They, they were having a blast, and we had a blast with them. That we love. Loud, obnoxious. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, uh, 100%. There's nothing better in this world than the fans of the New York Jets, outside of potentially the team themselves. <laughs> so, John, I know you wanted to talk about this little field goal setup. So when we first Dude. got into the stadium itself, the, the yes, first thing that it has there – is this little little mini field, if you will. And it goes, well, I want to say, something like 30, 35 yards. Let me back you up the handkerchiefs that they were giving away. And I saw it, and I'm like, guys, we need to grab this. It's the Jets things. It's the Jets. Oh, Coles is holding it up. That is awesome. <laughs> Hang on, Coles, hold it up. I'm going to take a picture for screenshot. All right, do your thing, buddy. Let, let me know there if I go. need to back up. Oh, you're, uh, you're good. You're okay. good. So, freaking... Um, so they're giving those away, man. And those are going to come in handy later on in the story as we kind of recap what happened, <laughs> especially when it comes to the birds. There's a reason mine. I don't have mine anymore, and I'm ticked because it was damn birds. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> so, so go ahead. Anyhow, we go over there, right? We get our things, and then I see this big-ass field. Uh, I see the field goal thing all set up, and I said, you know what? I have to, have to, have to go ahead and try this because it brought me back to the Pop Warner football days when I used to do the kickoffs. I used to ask, like, you know, hit squad, are you ready? To the right, and then hit squad, are you ready? That's what we were called, hit squad. It's like, dang, a bunch of little middle schoolers out there just hitting each other. But, dude, I used to do the kickoffs, so I'm like, I got this with ease, with ease. We see everybody go up there, fail, 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 fail. Saw one dude brought it up to the 30-yard line, which would what? That makes it, what, a 35-yarder, Golbs? Uh, it'd be 40 from that point. 40? So, did, or, or no, not the 35-yard line, the 30-yard line. Remember that one? Yeah. Remember that one guy? Yeah. So, he hit the uh, he hit the field goal. I'm like, damn, all right, he must have been a kicker or something then. Like, I'm sorry, but you have to be. There was a couple people nailing it. Uh, there was a couple of ladies nailing it, too. Yeah. And I was like, hell yeah. So, I'm like, oh, this is going to be so easy. <laughs> so Tony gets up there first. He's got some pop on it, but he's wearing steel toe boots and he's used to playing soccer too. So that was a disadvantage. And then Colbs gets up there. Oh, and, I did uh, the whole D bag thing. I put the hand up and everything. Like I, like I was measuring it out. I knew going into this that I wasn't going to make it regardless. I've tried doing this before and I cannot kick a field goal. It's just something that I don't have the ability to do. So I just made sure to make myself look as much like an asshole as I could while I was knowingly going to miss this field goal. So ladies and gents, with that said, please check out our social medias because I'm posting up the videos. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I I have a video of you, Kolb's kicking. Oh, good. So I do. I do. So it's an awesome one. 
And then I get up there and I'm like, oh, this is going to be so easy. I get up there, freaking nail it to the left. I'm like, damn it. Yeah, yours at least had the the height, right? It just shanked out to the left. I I feel like yours did. No. No, it was low too. Ah. It was so low. It's unfortunate. So freaking low. It was unfortunate. So we all bombed. But that comes into play because once we get into the game, right? First of all, you smell all this delicious food. Yeah. All the delicious food. And then uh, you get into the game, and then we're seeing all these kickers just missing extra points. So we're like, what gives? What the frig gives? Like, yeah, we could they should have signed the guy in the parking lot that hit it from 40. Seriously, they should have <laughs> signed him. He had good form. But anyway, it was fun watching that game specifically with those guys. For one, John, because that's only the second game that I've ever been to. I believe that was also the case for you. And, and no, you've been to a little bit more. But I've been to a couple games, yeah. I I honestly had not remembered really what it was like watching the game from that vantage point of having that certain vision of the field. It was just really cool to see. It was it was just a lot easier to see where all the everything where there was breakages in the line where where you would have your holes to hit as a running back. You could watch the all the receivers at one time run all of their routes and throughout the progression of their routes. You could see when the quarterback was cleanly missing somebody that was open. It, it just it, it felt different than watching it on television in a lot it of did. ways. And I thought it was so cool. I would be down to do better. that every year. Oh, dude, we need to make that a yearly tradition. It kind of makes me want to go ahead and I don't know. I, I wish there was a stadium a little bit closer, but ultimately it's not that bad. It's within two hour commute for us over here in Connecticut. Uh, for anybody that's tuning in outside of Connecticut area. You know, we are talking about New Jersey. I know they're called the New York Jets and New York Giants, but it is New Jersey. But it's it felt good to get a hot dog there. I I had always I had always heard, you know, you just want hot dogs from from the New York, New Jersey area. And granted, I know that they make these things the same way at all the stadiums, but it just felt good to be able to say I had a hot dog in New Jersey. Hell yeah, man. Dude, was it delicious one as well? Yeah, it was good. And it only cost six bucks. Really? Not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I, I figured pretty much anything that I got was going to cost like a minimum of 13, 14 bucks. Everything there I thought was relatively well priced. Honestly, I, I, you know, I thought it was going to be way over the top. The only thing that sucked is we couldn't get beers in the fourth quarter. I know. They, well, actually, it, Part of like the third quarter, they end up shutting yeah. They down. shut it down oh with God. like six minutes left in the third. Colbs, as we record this, the Steelers just scored another touchdown, twenty nine to twenty one. They scored three touchdowns in five minutes. Yeah, this is crazy. Yeah, we'll see. They might come back and win. Yeah. <laughs> so, mm, we'll see. We'll see, man. But anyways, dude, it was a freaking blast. We're into the game. We're drinking some beers. We're having some food. I crushed, and then we pong. end up. Oh, what's that? I crushed it at beer pong. Yes. We go. We leave the game. Shout out, Tony. Out, right? The Jets lose. Yes. Colbs and Tony dominated. Colbs and Tony freaking dominated the table. Yeah, we got to hang out there with the guys from breaking down the tape for just a little bit longer to let the, the crowd kind of get out of the stadium so that we wouldn't have to wait as long on our way out. So we just set everything back up and started playing some pong. It's pretty Hell nice. Yeah. Dude, it was awesome. So I'm standing there. All of a sudden, I feel something on my hand. A bird, straight <laughs> up doo doos right on my hand from the air, and I was like, "What the hell?" And then it hits Hector. 
on his back. Hector in the back. I grabbed my little jet scarf thing that I wanted to keep and cherish and hang up. And I had to use that as a rag because there wasn't anything nearby. So that kind of was unfortunate. And then that went into the trash. But Coles, dude, the beer pong was awesome. We had a couple of really cool Eagles fans come over and they were chilling and hanging out as well. Yeah. Um, they joined on uh, the beer pong table, dominated them. Um, <laughs> that was funny because we all kind of, you know, mentioned our tr- true teams of what we're really fans for. And uh, I think you mentioned the Seahawks. I said the Cowboys. Tony said the Cowboys. And uh, there was a, basically a couple different ones, Patriots. So the Eagles were like. Yeah, that one was kind of weird to me. I was thinking to myself, I'm like, why the hell would the Pats fans come to a Jets-Eagles game? Like, I, that one just didn't really make sense to me. Well, <clears throat> I mean, at the end of the day, it's a football game and wherever you could get to. I think he was coming actually from Maryland. So it's actually probably quicker for him to get to. Jersey oh, okay. Yeah, that, yeah, that makes sense. Box, well, that that's and, part of it, too, because for us, John, like I know that I'm not a fan of either of the New York teams or uh, or the Patriots. However, those are the stadiums that I can get to. So I'm not yeah. I'm not going all the way to Seattle on a regular basis to go watch the Seahawks play. Obviously, no it is something that I want to do in my lifetime. I want to go out there and check out a game, but it, that cannot be something that I can fathomably reason with any type of expectation on an even semi-regular basis. Well, Cole, speaking of which, we kind of gave the teaser as well. I know that we both looked around and we just saw how sad a lot of the Jets fans were. Colbs, dude. dude, I know you looked at me and you said, John, I can't go to a Seahawks game if they're playing bad. Because even in <laughs> Seattle, you'd love to go. Obviously, you said it's on your list. Yeah, but it's got to be like it's got to be a time when they're good and the team they're playing is just a bad team. Like I, I to have to. Win. Yeah, I have to go there just knowing, OK, even if this goes as poorly as possible, I'm still winning this game by two touchdowns because Oh my God, man. Uh, The allure of the Jets game. This is something that I found interesting. They go there with the intent of at some point rebelling against their own roster and then just shit talking all the teams for the uh, fans from the opposing team. (laughs) That was the only two things that I know. And the Jets fans seemed happy in doing this too, which I thought was kind of strange. They all, as they like got pissed off at the Jets making bad plays, it was almost like camaraderie, like all the fans came together to mutually enjoy each other's company while shitting on their own team. But you know what was funny? The Eagles did the same exact thing. The Eagles fans, they all like, I don't know. <laughs> well, I know. I just heard them chanting, fly, Eagles, fly. I mean, that was, uh, that was pretty much all I that I caught out of them. <laughs> Which, by the way, I was so pumped that Minshew was in the game, man. John, that damn <laughs> quarterback in the NFL. Yes, John, that is what I was going to allude to here because that was the funniest damn thing. John sees Minshew throw a touchdown, and John just explodes with excitement in a way where, granted, we were in a section that had a pretty good bit of Eagles fans, so he didn't seem like the most obnoxious yeah. person there. He wasn't like the one guy jumping in the air, but I can tell you he was the only person that goes, Minshew, best quarterback of all time. Hell yeah. John, what the hell? Dude, he he had a great game. I just- Did you see his <laughs> video after the game? It got me fired up. I know it got you fired up. If it didn't, you're not a human. 
John. You're an alien. I just found it really funny that in the middle of MetLife Stadium, you jump up out of nowhere to just shout to the heavens that Gardner Minshew is the best quarterback of all time. We're sitting there in MetLife Stadium where Minshew does not play. <laughs> and John is out here as a fanboy for a backup quarterback in a way that you just don't find anywhere except for in John's head. Well, Colbs, seriously, I think he might have a chance at starting again. Um, I could see it. Honestly, uh, you know, I know that we had just asked Zach. He was just doing his, uh, his live stream there, and I saw your question come through uh, about Minshew, and I think that Zach did mention it pretty well. Minshew didn't really get the fairest shake of things, but don't think that Minshew is who you would want to be your starting quarterback. I do believe that he would make a good bridge quarterback or some type of gap quarterback. Definitely a great backup to have, but I, I see him with the career of, I, I don't even think, I, I'd say like a lesser Ryan uh, Fitzpatrick. I really? Just, I almost just said Tannehill. I, honestly, I think I'd rather have the Fitzpatrick career than the Tannehill career, man. And the fact that Tannehill looks this bad without a run game, it's like, oh my God. <laughs> Well, maybe that's where Gardner will end up going to replace Tannehill. <laughs> Tennessee. Well, maybe that's that's something to think about. That mustache would go really well in Tennessee. Can you imagine that? Nashville bumping. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. I'd love that. You know something else I love? A little crack in a cold one with Kolb segment. We'll be right back, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. And now it's time for cracking a cold one with Kolb's. I didn't come prepared. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Cracking a Cold One with Colves, the segment where I drink a beer, John tells the audience something interesting, and then we talk about what I'm cracking a cold one for. John, go ahead and talk to our audience. Dude, so uh, I'm super happy to announce, uh, thank God for Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and all that, uh, StreamYard, which is a video platform, was having a pretty darn good sale, and uh, looks like Jacked and Canned is going to be bringing out video here that we've been promising for the last year and a half, but we're officially going to be bringing it out <laughs> uh, very soon. We actually have the account. It's all set up. We are going to uh, be able to go ahead and stream it out to YouTube and Instagram and Facebook and all those different platforms. And we do have a couple of people. Uh, we did just have one uh, subscribe to us tonight from Breaking Down the Tapes live video. So, uh, Zach Hector, thank you very much for plugging us. Appreciate it, as always. So, ladies and gents, with that said, go check out at Breaking Down the Tape literally on every single platform. They do a great job. Uh, they get a lot of exciting things going on. I just saw a post online. It looks like they're going to be adding in um, so, uh, a new kind of... Uh, uh, podcast or video. I'm not sure who it's hosted by. Do you know, Kolbs? We'll um, go ahead and no, I'm not 100% sure. I, I haven't really heard anything in, in the lines of what's going on there. So that's something that we'll just have to ask Zach and Hector. Yeah, so definitely go check them out. Breaking down the tape. A lot of fun, exciting things going on over there. And uh, I'm excited, Coles. We're going to have video. No, you know what's going to so. be cool about this, too, for the audience is that we'll have the ability to take any episodes that we feel like having be video episodes as well. Because I, I know from the time that we started doing this, one of the things that our audience has clamored for is that they really want to watch us while we do the show. Yeah. And we haven't really had the ability to do anything other than do, say, for example, like a Facebook Live 
Now, those are cool, but we could actually still record our episodes the same way we always would and just have the video of that also be accessible so we can just straight upload to YouTube our episodes and then everybody will get the visual experience to go along with the audio medium. Hell yeah, man. So I'm excited for that. Plus, for our guests on here as well, if you want to be on the show, write in because we'll actually have the ability to invite guests on here. So, Colbs, I know we haven't really talked about it, but it'd be cool. A little uh, listener happy hour, something short like that. Invite some peeps on here. Uh, so just saying, if if anybody has any ideas, go ahead, jackedincanned.gmail.com or jackedincanned.com and uh, just let us know. Awesome. Hell yeah. So the reason that we are cracking a cold one tonight, John, our ride home from the game, oh. <laughs> that Seahawks game was wild. And I am telling you, I watched the video back on it. And yeah, was it, wild? it was pretty wild. But that broadcaster, and I should have looked up his name. I got to give this guy the credit that's due. But the Seahawks radio broadcaster did the best job of any broadcaster that I think I've ever endeavored in to give me the experience as a Seahawk fan that I would enjoy the most. Because I'm telling you, he had just enough homerism that he was 100% down behind the Seahawks. John, you got a name? Stephen Carl Rep- oh god i always hack last names rebile maybe but steven <laughs> fair enough thank you steven yep. because honestly you would have thought that bombs were going off on the field like actual bombs explosive devices this guy was just yelling as if everything was the greatest and or worst thing that ever took place on planet earth it was phenomenal i think that was the best experience i have had with really absorbing football in any way. And I think for the rest of time, what I'm going to do, even when the Seahawks are on like ESPN on the Sunday night game or whatever, or Monday night, I think I'm just going to mute the TV and just play the radio broadcast because that was phenomenal. I honestly, John, I might get Sirius XM like you have just so I can get that channel. My <laughs> God, that is awesome. <laughs> that was incredible. I have never enjoyed football quite that much. And I couldn't even see it. That's what was nuts. That was so see, fun. That is that is the reason why people enjoy listening to the games instead. So it's kind of a plug for SiriusXM. But, you know, it, NFL is like one of those weird things, Colbs, where you want to watch it, but then you have to buy some crazy package and you got to sign up for Dish or you got to spend a whole bunch of money. Well, you know what's cool about Sirius? You just tune into the game, any broadcaster. And I'm usually always at like work or something like that on Sundays, typically. Yeah. <laughs> so I can listen in on the game. So it's like I'm not really listening. I mean, I'm not uh, missing out on it because I'm hearing it and I'm imagining it happen at the same time. You know what right. I mean? So it helps. No, it is. Yeah. It's the voice that lives inside your head. That's why I like listening to so many sports talk shows the way that I do, because I like you. You put a certain mental image to what you're listening to. And it's kind of like when you read a book where the book's typically better than the movie just because yeah. it's all in your head. So this is just an audio wave doing the same exact thing. So when you're watching a football game, hell, it's fun watching a football game. Got to see one live in person. And I think I enjoyed the broadcast on the ride home better. 
It was just the funnest experience I've ever had. It just happened to be a crazy game that did have like way too many turnovers from both teams all in the fourth quarter. I don't know what the hell happened. Everybody just started turning the ball over. There were fumbles everywhere. You're just hearing, you know, just out of nowhere. Oh, the ball's on the turf. You know, it was nuts. Hell yeah, dude. I love it, man. Yo, Colbs, to transition us out of this, I know I kind of teased Chucky there. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> ladies and gents, if you plan on seeing this, we're talking about Chucky 2021, the TV show, not the movies, okay? Uh, so, if you plan on watching, spoiler alert, I'm just going to skip to the season ender right now. Um, I know, Coles, me and you have kind of talked about it so far and just how wild the show has been. <laughs> no, we didn't actually talk about it. John just said, oh, my God. <laughs> That was the text. It was just John saying, oh, my God. (laughs) The voice of Chucky, first of all, is amazing. I mean, amazing. And even the uh, real life actor, not the doll, the real life actor that portrays him in the show. Awesome job at it with the hair, the look. I mean, like everything. I'm just like floored. I'm blown away by it. But anyways, dude. The season ender has me spooked to this day because I mean the season ender was like a couple days ago John I know but still (laughs) it messes me up man the chick literally had her legs cut off and her arms cut off so she couldn't be a threat if she still had Chucky in her like if she was possessed by Chucky and she's just tied to the chair and I'm like that is dark dark it is. I mean, that would be a pretty terrible way to wake up. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it was definitely not um, not really what I was anticipating. So it was, you know, I, I think once it got to that last camera shot, you kind of knew it was going to zoom out. Michelle called it as soon as we noticed that it stayed on the close up for a really? little bit too long. Yeah. And I mean, I, that was the vibe that I was getting as well. But I, um, uh, you know, you didn't see it coming up until that scene. Like it wasn't something that I was expecting to see. And I mean, that is as far as just horror genre stuff goes, that's definitely something that would be absolutely terrifying to think of. Dude, in the movie theater scene, I will forever look underneath the seats now (laughs) to see if there's a little Chucky doll down there. Just to see if there's a little Chucky doll, especially if I hear somebody shriek. Little Chucky doll stabbing you through the seats, man. Oh, dude. dude, I don't know. Anybody that. It just screams in a movie theater that's going to promote chaos automatically just because movie theaters have been one of these places where you know you see either like these mass shootings or you have some type of threat in the theater or whatever so you hear anybody scream in a movie theater it's basically the same as if you hear somebody scream on like an airplane it's it's just oh, immediately yeah. like everybody's freaking out yeah that's like a big do not do not do. Yeah. It's on the DND list. No, do no, exactly. And you know not that Dungeons there's... and Dragons do not do. Well, that's just <laughs> it. Because you also know that there's like douchebag 12-year-olds that go to the movie theater and do that stuff intentionally or just like stand up and scream fire or whatever just to see the chaos that ensues. Yeah. Ah, uh, oh, God. I hate kids. <laughs> Coles, dude. But it's an amazing show, ladies and gents. If you haven't seen it, check it out. The ending on that, have you ever, you've seen Tales of the Crypt, right? Tales from the Crypt? Nope. Never heard of it. All right. So the ending of Chucky, it had that kind of feel to it when he's sitting by the fire and he's kind of recapping what happened over the season. Yeah. (laughs) I got a kick out of that. 
it gives a beautiful teaser though for season two of what I'm assuming will be season two. I don't think it's going to be canceled. I mean, I yeah, not. they picked up a second season. They did. Yeah. All right. And it was a pretty short one too. Only seven episodes in. But I was eight. like, yeah, you know, eight. Okay, it was eight. All right, never mind. Look you've been you doing this. Right. You've been doing this the whole time. John just kept telling me that that episode seven was nuts, and then I get to the end of it. Me and Michelle realize that it's episode eight. So, so I, I asked John, I'm like, you sure you didn't mean episode eight, or did I just get ahead of you? I'm at the end of the season. So yeah, John's got the number seven just stuck in his head. It's that it's probably just on. him trying to remember that he needs to come watch the movie seven with me since he hasn't seen it. <laughs> That's true too. I haven't seen so many <laughs> movies, man. Soon. I keep saying soon enough, but yes, definitely soon. <laughs> so John, I had also teased a couple of football topics in the sports roundtable for things I wanted to bring up tonight. Yeah, buddy. So one of which I, I had mentioned the Baltimore Ravens and for four straight games, they've scored less than 20 points, which you would see as a sign of terrible things, right? You would assume right. that a team that's not been able to put up 20 in four straight games probably hasn't done so well from a record standpoint. The Ravens are still 2-2 two and two over the course of those four games, and I just want to make that very well known because the Ravens have proven that they can win without scoring a lot. They, they have a good enough defense, and the fact that their offense is mostly run-based with a lot of short passing in there as well the Ravens are one of the most dangerous teams in the league because you think about the Ravens, right? They're a run-based team. If you key off on the run, you're typically going to have Lamar Jackson able to find the open man. So you can't just load up the box every play. And if it's a passing scenario, if it's like a third and long, well, yeah, now you're going to play for the pass. But even if you spy a quarterback, uh, Lamar Jackson with a QB spy, what ends up happening is he's so damn fast that if he just gets the right angle, your spy doesn't do anything. He can't catch him. So Lamar Jackson can just take off and pick up 17 on a third and 15. And it's like, well, <laughs> it's not fair. So I I just think that there's a little bit more to the Ravens than just that they haven't scored 20 in the last four games. I think that you need to look at Baltimore and just say, yeah, they're in a little bit of an offensive slump, but they don't need to put up massive points in order to win football games. Also, their remaining schedule, woof, this gets tough, John. They got they got at the Browns, they got the Packers, at the Bengals, the Rams, and the Steelers. There's not a bad team on the rest of their remaining schedule. So the Ravens are going to have to figure out probably how to put up 24. I'm just going to yeah. throw that out there. I don't think they need to score a lot, and I think they can get away with beating the Browns and the Steelers by not scoring much. But I, you're going to have to put up some points to beat Green Bay, Cincinnati, and the Rams. Those are really good offenses. So I'm excited to see what Baltimore looks like coming down the stretch here going into the playoffs because they have been a very up-and-down team this year. Uh, just by the way of – they could have just as easily lost half the games that they've won. It could like, if you look back at those games very easily could have lost many of them. So I'm very curious to see how the rest of their season plays out. John, one more thing that I wanted to bring up is I remember when I asked you if you had caught something with who's on top. So yeah. when you go through the AFC specifically, you might notice that there are only three teams that look like they have no shot at making it, being the Jets, the Jags, and the Texans. 
every other team in the AFC still heavily in the playoff race. I don't know the last time I've seen anything quite like that where we're just a few weeks away from the end of the regular season. And there are several teams that are right there at the precipice of being able to break their way through and get into the playoffs. It's it's weird, man. It's wild over there in the AFC. You can't predict what anybody's going to do because you have all these Buffaloes and Baltimores that look so good on some days and then come out and get smacked the next week. And then you got teams like the Bengals and Chargers that you don't know exactly what they're going to do from week to week. Uh, the it, it's hard. The only team that, that you think you know what they might be is the Patriots at this point. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a good team with a low ceiling. I, I don't I don't know how to judge the AFC right now. It's incredible. I've never seen anything like this. Even all of football right now, Colbs, even the NFC has a ton of people in the hunt. Yeah, it does. It, granted, I mean, from a mathematical standpoint, even the Lions still actually have a chance. But seriously, yeah, mathematically, yes. But obviously, as soon as a couple of teams win games somewhere between here and the end of the year, the Lions will be mathematically eliminated. But it's just crazy, man. Like, yeah, even in the NFC, I mean, it looks it it really it looks pretty clear cut who the first five teams are going to be after that. Your guess is as good as mine, because, I mean, I, I would say pretty handily that I think you're going to see the Cowboys get in there. I think you're going to see the Packers get in there. The Bucks will get in there. And then I think you got both the Cardinals and the Rams that are going to make it. After that, I mean, the the Eagles could, the Vikings could, the Niners could. I, I guess really the whole NFC South has a shot. <laughs> they got the same record as the Vikings do right now. Uh, the Seahawks, I guess, aren't necessarily out of it, even though I, you know, they, I looked at the rest of their schedule too. They They don't have a lot of easy games. They, they got their easiest game this week with Houston. <laughs> After Houston, it's there's no more Houstons to play. <laughs> Seattle's in the toughest conference as well in the NFL, so yeah, one of them. Well, yeah, the, as far as division goes, I mean, it sucks that you have to – I mean, it, just the pass rushes alone in that division are nuts. Like, I don't know how Russell Wilson still is alive, honestly. When, you, when you're talking about Aaron Donald and Von Miller – and then you got J.J. Watt and uh, Chandler Jones. And then you got that Bosa monster in San Francisco and the rest of their young, awesome off or defensive line. I, I, it's just nuts, man. I, I don't – I want a new division next year. Just give me like three different teams to play. Throw, throw me into like <laughs> – throw me into the AFC South. Let, let me play those guys. Give, give me Jacksonville and Houston for four of my games every year. You don't want to go in the NFC East? <laughs> uh, that would actually probably be my next pick. I mean, Dallas is going to smack the hell out of me. But, I mean, I could see a splitting with Philly, probably split with the Giants, uh, probably split with everybody else. We're, we're just not good right now, man. It's uh, it's brutal to watch as a fan. And that, that was the other thing about that Jets game we went to, John, that I was sitting there and I'm like, I don't know how these guys do this every week. Like, you get yourself all amped up. You're all ready for game day. And then you just come out there and get disappointed. And, you know, I don't That's, mean this in a way of of talking bad about the Jets. I, I want to make that very clear. I love the Jets more than life itself, honestly. That's why I have this little towel here next to me, just to have my little piece of memorabilia. But I um I, I don't know how how they do it. Because it's it's not like this is a one year thing or it's 
you know, oh, we've got some down years. Because, like, the Seahawks had some down years at the end of Matt Hasselbeck's career before Russell Wilson was part of the franchise. flashback. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we had some down years where Tavares Jackson and Charlie Whitehurst were our quarterbacks. And, you know, we weren't good for, like, three, four years. But then we got Russell Wilson. And guess what? (laughs) We've been very good since then. So I went from having good to not having good for a few years to being good again. But what do you do when your team's just bad for two decades? Like the the last time the Jets were really any good is when Mark Sanchez was there. That was at this point a little over 10 years ago. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, man. Didn't Notice, watch in the end of the game. I'm sorry. I, I know you are. Yeah, you're totally involved in the game right now. So I'll, I'll keep us going, buddy. We got our first <laughs> snow last night, like first real snow. Colbs, we had like an inch, maybe an inch and a half over here in Torrington. Yeah, that's that's um, about what we got. It was awesome to see. Of course, I was I was pumped. And, you know, naturally for us New Englanders, I guess, I, I kind of wanted to be like, yeah. Maybe I want to go for a little drive in the snow. Now, people that don't live in yeah, there's people in Texas areas. right now that are listening to that, being like, "Why the hell would you want to do that?" It's just fun. It yeah. is. There is well, especially if you bring the Subaru out and about that. The Subaru is yes. real fun in the snow. Hell yeah, dude! All wheel drive system. That's what it's meant for up here. It ain't meant for Texas. It ain't meant for Florida. The Subarus. They're meant for up here. But, dude, that's what I'm thinking about. We're going to be uh, bringing out for our Christmas Eve adventure is the Yes. Oh, John, did I show you the bags? No, not yet. Michelle went and got us uh, a little preparation. You'll have to go ahead and show me those. So, ladies and gents, for those that don't know, me and Colbs always go ahead and deliver Christmas presents on uh, uh, Christmas Eve, literally on the day. So uh, it's a lot of fun. Oh, hell yeah. Look yeah. at those, man. Looks good. Yeah. Looks good. We're, we're going to have to get our video going so people can see it. Actually, we might have to go ahead and live stream that scene that we got StreamYard now, Colbs, the day that we go ahead and get prepared over there. I'm thinking I'm going to be off on Christmas Eve from work as well. I don't know for sure. If I do go in, it'll probably only be for like about four hours or something. Uh, work till six. You're, you're going to be working till six? Yeah. But then, hey, I got this pretty nice. I'm off Christmas Day and the day after Christmas. I'm pretty psyched about that. Well, dang, dude, they gave you the whole entire ho- the uh, whole entire holiday weekend off. That's what's up. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know, I, yeah, like I said, I think I work like eight thirty to six on Christmas Eve, but that's that's not bad. I'll take that. Oh man, yeah, yeah we're we're down to it now, huh? Three seconds left. I, I think you're a hair ahead of me, so you Lost might actually only have the end, but. And oh, 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 man, I love watching Pittsburgh fail. With that said, man, ladies and gents, have a great night. Jacked and can't right here. The game ended. So is the pod. Have a good one, ladies and gents. This has been Jacked and Canned. This was Jacked and Canned. Tune in to new episodes on iTunes and check out what the boys are getting themselves into on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Jacked and Can. Presented by No One.